Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jonathan Starkey, your wonderfully fabulous digital pub landlord of that fabulous uh. digital pub called Cheshire Matters. And I'm fabulous, I'm fabulous, no, I'm no, fabulous. No, 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 no. Here we I'm go. I'm also we known go. as Ab Fab, not fabulous. I call Ab that myself. <laughs> well, that could be right, that could be right. Well, we know that Mr. Steve Ingram is in the house tonight, so... Just say a quick hello, Steve, and leave some of yes. the music for the other guys. Go ahead. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, all our wonderful listeners in Cheshire, across the United Kingdom, and indeed the world. Hope you're having a great week ahead, and um, let's see what happens. Okay. Mark, say hello, a.k.a. Statsman. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, folks. How are you guys? Of oh. course, our lovely listeners. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Just about remembers people. Yes, yes. And... That fabulously slender man they call the gazelle, Mr. Trevor Nichols. How are you, sir? Good evening, everybody. Yes, I'm back. And just before we start, uh, I was listening last week, and I heard the Reverend say, Hope all our listeners are well. Well, <laughs> let me explain. There I was, struggling with my man flu. Really ill. <laughs> and they sent me a Get Well Slongly card, listeners. Scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to that. A little bit of monkey brain. It's not clever and it's not funny. Now, the podcast, I noted, ran over one hour, just saying. And to finish, I will say that you are still my friends. Purely because you know too much. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Did you notice, uh, Trevor, that the podcast was indeed very long last week? And that's I because I was able to get a word in because you weren't here. Ah, there we go. There we go. Well, yes. I have to say it. I, it was it was a good podcast last week. It was it was fine. I and I think you will have enjoyed it, Trevor. No, yes, no. Trevor, where are you? I'm here. I'm just looking at you, Mister Landlord. <laughs> you keep going into all sorts of um, fitty fits. Oh, really? It's like it's like watching a kung yeah, fu film. Yeah, you're talking without your mouth. I know. I know. The there'll, there'll like probably be there'll probably be some sinking issues, but don't worry about it. Just listen to the voice. Okay, simple as that. God Do we have to? Yes. It's like watching a kung fu film. I can't handle this. Well, oh, let's. Oh, I can see it. I can this see is, it now. This is bizarre. I can see the delay. Hey, you need oh to do some more techie training, Mr. Landlord. You, oh give us a call word. when you need some oh. tips. Okay, well, this is what I'm going to do to make it easier for you guys. There you go. He's going to blank himself. Oh, it's, it's there you go. Oh, oh, I'll tell you what, that's better, it, isn't it? He looks better now, yeah. Now we yeah. can't see him, yeah. There you are. Can you do that with the rest of them, please? <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. Let's see if it comes on now. Let's see. Oh, right. Okay, there you go. How's that? Oh, there you are. Well, it was better before. Mm. <laughs> what? Tell you what, Blanked I thought off. I was watching GB News then. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, let's go quickly on to the roundup because we've got a few serious subjects to talk about tonight. Okay, well, we all know about the by-elections from last week and we're going to speak some more about those. But did you anybody see that story about the French winemakers destroying Spanish wine in protest over cheap imports. So this Spanish wine was being delivered, and there was a lot of it at the docks, and the, the French winemakers just came and just destroyed the whole lot of it. Great, the I love French, them. aren't they? I love the French. I do, honestly. Oh, God. And also, you're not going to believe this. All right. you. <laughs> it's <laughs> There was a guy, <laughs> and he was in the shop, and... When the shop was coming to close, he was a Polish thief, and he posed as a mannequin until closing time before robbing the department store. It's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> he was caught. It's original. He was caught on CCTV, allegedly stealing from the Warsaw store, and he was temporarily arrested for three months, and he now faces up to ten years in jail. What for? Impersonating a mannequin. Well, it 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 wouldn't even get stopped by the police. They wouldn't even come out. It happened. And he was actually standing there, posing as a mannequin with his arm out and not moving. And it was just 
I mean, it's crazy. Why would you well, do something like that? The thing is, like we've that? got 650 mannequins pretending to be uh, <laughs> MPs down, down in Westminster. <laughs> that, could be, that could be true. But does every anybody remember Steph from the BBC? Who? Steph. Who? Nobody remember her? Who? Yes, Have I you, do. Yes. You got a surname. Did she have a daytime program as well? Yeah, well, she went to she went to Channel Four, and it was called Steph's Packed Lunch, and it's been yes. axed after three years amid claims Channel Four is battling to cut costs, <laughs> while host is now in the running for Holly Willoughby's this morning job. So, Steph's going to go to Holly Willoughby's job. How about that? It's all right, isn't it? A million pound a day. It's not bad. That I can't well, live on that. It's, you know who it is? It's Steph McGovern. No. So they're, they're promoting incompetence again. Well, uh, could be, okay. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Oh, well, it's a way to kill off uh, Good Morning, whatever it's called. Yeah, well... So you basically sack somebody and then they give them a million pound a day job? Great idea, though. Okay, what about Sunak considering tax cuts for high earners amid plot to stamp duty slash? Yeah, they deserve it. (laughs) What? What do you mean they deserve it? Yeah, give the councillors a bit of a break as well, eh? Gosh. Okay. And Buckleberry's first family are under attack over their collapsed firm's unpaid bills. So who is the poison poster prowler stalking the Middleton's idyllic village? Now, you know, this is Kate's mom and dad. And the company went bust. And it was owing something like, oh, I don't know, a couple of mils, something like that. So the people that are owed the money, they're actually going round in the dead of night, putting posters up, you know, negative posters about the Middletons. And uh, <laughs> the villagers are not happy about it. Mm, yeah, but, you know. And it's called Justice for Creditors, Buckleberry. Party Pieces Holdings Limited owes its creditors $2.5 million, including 831000 to HMRC and government loans. Yes, folks, that's taxpayer money. Petition the insolvency service. You know, The future king's in-laws are screwing its creditors. <laughs> Shameful. Cough up. How about that? That's all right. That the royal family's been screwing us for years. No wrong with that. Oh, do you know, you just, you just sit back and you just wonder, don't you? You absolutely wonder. And I didn't catch any of that story. I must have missed it all. You know, we're being ill. Oh, yeah. Were you ill, Trevor? I was oh. ill. Oh. We, we, we were very concerned about it last week on the show. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we were so was concerned. Worried. Everybody was, was saying, sorry. does anybody miss him? And everybody was going, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> His face. Now, what about this? <laughs> this will bring a smile to your face. It's so rumoured that Jeremy Hunt is set to quit as MP in fear of a Portillo moment. Well, oh. is, he, is he running for, away from increasing scrutiny around the corner over certain matters? Well, I have lots of political memories embedded in my brain, and one of them was Portillo. That was an absolute beaut, that Stephen Twig, the first, he was one of the first openly homosexual MPs, and he batted Portillo. It was an absolute treat. Okay, well, um, there is one final point on there, and that is that, quite literally, the local local pharmacies are all dying off. They're dying off, yeah. And they're being taken over by big, big conglomerations, and then they're actually just being found in the supermarkets. So the local pharmacy, you know, the pharmacy that you would go to just around the corner where your local shops would be. Your Cohen's and yeah. the rest of them. They're not there now. Well, that's that's a very poor do, really, because um, yeah. a lot of elderly people and various other people, maybe disabled people and, and whatever, uh, to have a pharmacy local is very important to a lot of people. Of course, of course. And, and having to traipse off into town or on the outskirts of towns for retail parks to... 
for supermarkets and all this kind of business to access a pharmacy. It's not really good. No. No, it's always nice to have somewhere local when you reserve like I was last week. You know, you can just get round yeah. to that local chemist to help you to get you through your illness, you know, that we're struggling with all yeah. week. And they'd always Meet all give... your mates there and have a chat as well, Trev, when you're And there. they'd always yeah, give you... They'd, they'd always give you a bit of advice as well. Yeah, well, some, a lot of them told me to... Uh, yeah, they'd give me a lot of advice, yeah. Well, you know, that's it. Yeah. Um, can't repeat it, but it was good advice. Now, you're not going to believe this. Oh, landlords vanished. No, no. I, 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 sorry about that, but you're not going to believe this. There's somebody trying to come through on the phone. Wait well, a minute, wait, you, wait you've a actually got friends who I, call I, you. I don't know. I don't know who they are. Okay, they just one second. I'm going to see if I can do, get them on. Maybe it's yeah. Louise. Okay. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. My name is Jonas. And I want to speak to the Raven. Oh, good grief. Uh, Wait a minute. (laughs) You want to speak to the Raven? Yeah. We had a wonderful few days in Wales. It was lovely. Oh, good. Oh, my word. (laughs) Steve, who is this Jonas guy? You tell Jonas. <laughs> who is, who is, it's a guy. Do you want me to just get him off? Do you want me to it's just a, block him? It's a guy. It's a guy, yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I know nothing about this whatsoever. <laughs> getting, I'm Steve, getting messages. Just <laughs> Steve, I, 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 have you forgotten our days in Wales? <laughs> get, uh, I'm sorry. Have, I, I have you to not come told back on your show. wife about us? I think I'm going to cut him off, Steve. I'm not going to. I, I'm not going to tolerate I, him anymore. I, I don't know what's going on there. I have really no idea. I'm cutting You're him off. You're going to have to take him off because I'll just point out to you: this is not talk TV. You know, we can't let him on start ringing up. Sounds like Stephen on a date sorry, with Orville. I'm just going to. I'm just going to cut him off, Steve. I'm going to cut him off. But I just want to know, Steve. What, what are these days in Wales that this guy's talking about? Well, I went on holiday in Wales. I'll emphasise with my wife, who was with me all of the time. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, all the MPs say that. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I, I, that's the first time anybody's ever come in onto the programme just like that straight away. I mean, I just thought, wow, that was weird. And didn't it, the phone didn't even ring. I, I, I'll go along with the phrase, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. Okay. Let's move on to the main story of the evening. And we're going to start this off. And it is about the by-elections, which took place last week. Now, Oh, here we go. By-elections, by-elections, by-elections. Trevor, first comment from you. Go ahead. By-elections, yeah. Well, I was looking at reports on it. Two safe seats, um, which they undoubtedly were, for the Conservatives. And all the headlines were, um, what was it now? The headlines were, Labour easily won. Oh, yeah. I don't know where they got that from, because... They didn't win by that many votes. Okay, it was a massive swing, but there are so many um, different mixes in this. You've got the the Tories that didn't turn out. I mean, the Conservatives, they were both very low turnouts. Yeah. Basically, the Conservatives didn't turn out. Uh, The people that, I'd say the Conservatives probably that turned out voted for Reform UK, I'd suggest. And if you'd have put the Reform UK and the Conservative votes together, you'd have seen that, they would have won both of them. So that's another anomaly. But but it's just another by-election, isn't it? Well, two by-elections this time. Well, okay, we're talking about uh, Midbeds and Tamworth. And Tamworth, yeah. No, but the, the swings, even though the turnouts were low, the swings from uh, Tory to Labour were quite massive. I mean, they were in excess of 20%. Yeah, I know. One was 20,000 and one was 22,000, I believe, something yeah, like yeah. that. But I mean, I, I personally, I don't read anything into it. I really don't. I don't I certainly don't have any sympathy with them, um, with the Conservatives. But it's just another by-election, isn't it? I mean, if the Lib Dems don't win it, then, you know, the, the Labour's going to win. It's as simple as that. Well, I, I don't take in. I don't, I don't read anything into it, really. You don't? Well, th- it, mid-beds has been Tory since 1931. Yeah, but it's just a, it's a by-election, you see. I, 
I, I, I just don't take any credence on any of them. Not, not certainly not by elections. They're like protest votes, aren't they? Really, and sometimes yeah, they I'm, stick I'm, at the general election, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, but, I mean, um, I do understand it. I mean, this is obviously this is this is different than the the, the run of the mill by election. I do, I, I do say that. But I wouldn't put any, you know, massive thought into, you know, I, I don't think Labour. If you called an election tomorrow, I don't think Labour would win by a twenty percent swing in every in every seat. I don't think. No, no, it, it wouldn't happen. Well, okay. I, I, I mean, statistically as well. Sorry, statistically, I mean, people that look at it, you know, like um, yeah, Professor such and such from Scotland, lovely bloke. Uh, when they look at it, yes, okay, it's a large swing. Yeah. But when they do all the analysis on it, they actually say that it's nothing like the 1997 Tony Blair swing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can, that, I that's can what, get you that's, on that's that. The, the, the general consensus on it. It's, it's not like the 1997 swing. Well, the, the god of the statistics in these uh, elections, Sir John Curtis, uh, who Sorry, happens to be the professor of politics at Strathclyde University. Excellent bloke. Yeah, he told, he told the BBC... Both swings to Labour were much closer to the 24-point swing in July in Selby and Ainsty than the more modest seven-point swing in Uxbridge. And Tory MPs had hoped that the result in the London seat in the summer would point to a potential pathway back to electoral recovery. Now it looks rather like a mirage. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. And I I thought that was quite good. He said he looks as if... You know, Rishi Sunak will have to achieve what John Major proved unable to deliver before 1997, a dramatic reversal of a public mood that is inclined to turf the Conservatives out of office. He now knows that will not be easy. Go ahead, Steve. I just want to say, really, you know, we're talking of swings here, but from what to what? Because the the end results will be no different. Um, the borrowing. Oh yeah, continue. if you want to talk the, in the terms continent. of uniparty, I agree with you. You, you know, it, it's it's. Uh, in all honesty, I have to say I, I don't really see the point in talking about this because it's a complete nonsense now. By elections are as described by Trevor, they are what they are. They're merely protests and indications of people's frustrations that don't always carry through to the general election. But at the end of the day. Um, it's not going to make any difference to the people. The, the country's borrowing will continue. The debt, the national debt, will keep climbing. Uh, the international policies will stay the same, by and large. You might get some nutcase policies coming from Labour, should they get in, uh, of complete lunacy, but uh, that's another story. I'm being a bit flippant there, but the bottom line is um, the policies, which uh, the ones that matter, which will affect ordinary people, millions of people across the country, will, by and large, be not any different to what they are now. Well, originally they were, you know, safe seats. That's what they were. They were safe seats. So now every other Tory MP, even with quite big majorities, you know, between anywhere between 5,000 and more, they're no longer going to feel safe. And I heard another rumour that uh, letters are going in to the 1922 committee to get rid of Rishi. Well, I wouldn't call them safe seats for any party anymore. I would just call them same seats. It doesn't matter who's in them. Doesn't do it. No. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I mean, yeah. I mean, and again, I think when we come to the general election, you'll probably see that 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 twenty percent swing will probably go back to, I don't know, a five percent swing or something. It'll just go back the other way. I'm not saying it's going to go back fully the whole way. Obviously, it's not. People are discontent. They yeah. want the Tories out. It's as simple as that. And again, I will state that with Reform UK standing in every seat next time round, they're just going to make sure the Tories don't get back in. I mean, everything's just pointing to that at the moment. Every by-election that they're in, they're pinching sort of 4,000 votes here, then everywhere, three and a half, four thousand. 4,000. That's only at the yeah. moment, that. So again, when it goes to the general election... I think the likes of Reform UK are going to keep the they're just going to keep the Tories out, and I really don't think you're going to see this. You're not going to get a 20, 30, 40 percent swing to to Labour in the general election. I don't think it's going to be that big. It's, I, I don't think it's going to be in 1997 purely because Stam has just not got that charisma. Well, he hasn't got it. The, the Blair, had it. Blair had it at the time in 1997. Blair had it. It's not okay. only that though. It's it's 
Yeah, whether the Conservatives, and they are pretty good at doing this, to be honest with you. They'll pull something out of the bag last minute. I say last minute, within the six months on the run-up to the general election. They'll come up with two or three or one one dynamite policy which will grasp the masses. Um, and I think that, state, people are not going to buy. It's not going uh, to Well, you'd be surprised. I, I, I think, you know, by and large, people will quite often run with the devil they know than the devil they don't. And, yeah, and, yeah, I know. You know, and stuff like that. And as much as, yeah, we've said it many times, you know, people keep voting for the Labour Party at, at local level across the country. Uh, that they're appalled by what they do at local level, at council level, and stuff like that. But they still go and do it. And it's the same. People will still want, as much as the discontent is there, I think, by and large, people will still want to run with the Conservatives, in my view, rather than... I'm not advocating they do this, and I'm not saying that that's my view, by the way, but I think people will rather do that than run the risk of a, a Starmer government. But I, I, I get agree the feel on that. that I get it, the feeling that it will it, it will close. Yeah, I it get will the, close. Okay, close. I get the feeling now that people are so disappointed in the Conservatives and disillusioned yeah. by politics in general that I think that's the phrase, Jonathan. Disillusioned by politics in general and people in politics, the appalling standards which are set, which we've discussed many times. Well, I think. People, if they do not start to feel better in this country, because there's so much that is wrong with what's going on, you know, within the country, that people are actually going to, I think, I, I do believe there's going to be civil unrest because people well, are Well, it's going up. to be a kickback to politics, definitely. That's why a lot of people are going to vote Reform UK and I'm going to get elected. I just can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to tell you. Oh, my word. Oh, right. Always, always, always with the reform, Moriarty. Always. Okay. Well, okay. There's, uh, there's our quick views on what's going on. That's a serious one there. And we're going to move across now to that other biggie, which is Israel and Hamas. And we have our expert in-house and statsman. Go ahead. Oh, it's fun and games again, isn't it? I'm actually going to say I'm second and appalled how this country has become so cooked and weak and so scared of religion that allows what we witnessed on Saturday during the protests. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me, actually, because it's been like this, hasn't it, for about 20 years, and they still continue to deal with the symptoms instead of the actual problem. But the Met Police, in my opinion, are a disgrace. <clears throat> Institutionally racist. <clears throat> my ass. They bend over backwards to protect scum while threatening Englishmen for literally doing nothing. Yeah. So during these mostly peaceful, that's what the mainstream media do, isn't it? Protests. We saw, once again, our monuments disrespected while police stood and watched. The police themselves were actually attacked and many of them were hurt. But they didn't respond in ways we've seen in the past with uh, truncheons yeah. and things. Yeah. And the, the, te the protesters even turned on people with the LGBT. Yeah, yeah, that one. The LGBT flag, so I guess gays for Palestine isn't really taken off, is it? No. No, I wonder why. <laughs> Well, they might take uh, off off the roof of a building somewhere, mm, but not possibly. Not, uh, but anyway, go ahead. And it and it's a man with an English flag amongst a sea of jihadi flags that was warned verbally. Not that's not how policing works, but there we have it. And then we get to this bit: extremist group, Hizbut Tahrir, banned by most Arab countries and many Muslim countries, openly calling for jihad, holy war, on our streets, unchallenged by the Met. Now, I'm just going to find their response. I've got it here on my phone, and it's... <laughs> let's, just do, yeah. let's just do a quick recap while you're looking at that, Mark. Uh, let's yeah. do a quick recap. Hamas launched an attack on Israeli soil against Israeli people, yeah. and they killed approximately 1,400 people, and they kidnapped another 250, I think it was. Yeah. Right? Now... They were all told to target women and children. That's who they've got. Correct. Right. And this is what set it off. And everybody was saying, Israel have the right of reply. They have the right to defend themselves. So <laughs> Israel have said they're going to go in and they're going to cut off the head of the snake. And they've launched that military attack. And now, 
because they've done that, they've got people like the BBC who are now beginning to sympathize with the Palestinian view. Mm. And they didn't, they didn't actually start it. Although the Palestinians say that they've been going through years and years and years of abuse by the Israelis. Okay, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I'm just going to go back to the Mets response. People were messaging them on Twitter and, and asking what they were going to do. And this is their reply. The word jihad has a number of meanings, but we know the public most commonly associate it with terrorism. Nice word. That's right, yeah. We have specialist counter-terrorism officers here in the operations room who have particular knowledge in this area. Okay. They have assessed the video filmed at the Hizbut-Tahrir protest in central London today and have not identified any offences from the clip. Now, I have to say, these specialist officers are just, in my opinion, uh, apologists for Islam. And they've been told it means a struggle. Yeah, it does. But it's mostly used in Islamic scripture relating to holy war. It's prescribed for them. It's a duty to all Muslims. It's the second best deed in Islam. The Quran has 34 verses which mention it, 30 related to holy war. In the Hadith, which is the saying as an example of the prophet, in Sahih Bukhari, there's a whole chapter on it, and that mostly relates to holy war. There's footnotes in the Quran. It's explained over and over again. Anyone with half a brain can work this out. Yeah. If you just look at the life and the sayings of the prophet. So I'm going to challenge the Met or anyone else to a debate on this issue. Not that they'll tame me up on it. Perhaps they need to read the books first if they're struggling a bit. And stop making excuses not to deal with an issue because you're petrified. You know the bit that gets me? Go on, Mark. It's the left and some on the right are the ones who call people far right and racists or phobes for having serious concerns only about our country. Yeah, extremists, again, openly calling for holy war, and that's fine, and they excuse it. Anyone who does this is an apologist for Islam. The anti-Semites, may I say, have always been on the left. The Marxists of old, Hitler, Mussolini, they're all socialists. And they weren't fans of Jews. The Labour Party had their issues, and the whole religion's teachings are aimed at wiping out the Jews. Yeah, it's Brexit voters, is it? Or critics of jihad who are racists. Yeah. Now, this is clown world now, John, and these labels aimed at the right... Got no weight anymore, no meaning. And it's about time the real racists were labelled as such and stop hiding behind this anti-racism label. Because we can see you, it doesn't wash anymore. Authorities need to act, protect your people and your land, stop being cooked, pull your heads out your backsides. This isn't a game, this is deadly serious now. Deadly serious, deadly serious. Stop being cowards and quizzlings, I'm sick of it. Well, Suella Braverman is, is attacking the Met Police. She's questioning them. And the train driver that was on the on one of the underground trains who was actually cheering in with the chants or even starting them, I thought. Mm. Uh, he's, uh, he's actually been investigated now by the police. Now, whatever happens after that, what happens? I don't nothing. know. Probably nothing. Nothing, John, like the ones called the jihad on the streets. Yeah, well... Nothing. I nothing think, ever happens. I think people are beginning to realise that when you put minorities in power especially all throughout the United Kingdom, you know, because people are shouting out, this is Khan's police. You know, it's, they, they've got to realize, you know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, get rid of the position of mayor and stop his control yeah. over the police in London. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, yeah, first of all, I want to echo um, what Mark is saying there in relation to specifically uh, the police. And the comment you've just made there about whether people are now seeing this as uh, Khan's police is actually quite serious because it appears to be um, driven by protecting an ideology. And I'm finding it appalling. And Mark is correct. I I will stand by his comments that uh, there are people in the, the Met who appear to be apologists for um, what I would describe as terrorists calling for jihad and various other things. I, f- I find it appalling that this is kind of tolerated on our streets to this degree. And yet, as Mark um, quite rightly pointed out, um, that anybody with um, politics to the right, and not necessarily far right, but right of centre, because yeah. everybody now is labelled, if you are right on the political spectrum uh you are labeled everybody's now labeled as far right but the fact of the matter is i I find it appalling 
that there is a two-tiered system in this country of calling uh, ordinary people in this country who have traditional values and morals and standards, who have right-of-centre politics, who believe in this country in a sense of democracy and freedom, etc., and all those kind of things. And yet we do stand for free speech and we do stand for the right to protest and express and all those kind of things. But isn't it incredible that you know, we're, we're seeing... Uh, examples from the Met where I, I saw it. I saw the clip that Mark is referring to where um, guys who, who who were carrying the, the English flag were being warned yeah. and they hadn't actually committed any unlawful I mean, act. It's no, important to say no that. They were being warned. They were being warned that should any racism or comments or anything like that taken, taking place, then uh, those matters would be dealt with. But these people had not committed any unlawful act. Now, I, I'm big on this because Mark said this is not how policing works. We've covered this in the past. It's not, is it, Steve? It isn't. Now, no. the fact of the matter is the police have no legitimate right to intervene and interact with anybody without consent unless an unlawful act has taken place. And there's various processes they have to go through to do that, so simply to warn people of potential racism when none has taken place, yeah. when no unlawful act has taken place, yeah. Yeah. simply because those people were being targeted because they were carrying an English flag yeah. is an appalling indictment of the Met, and it is an indication of where that police force is now at, whilst at the same time they are also making apologies and acting as apologists for people calling for jihad yep. on the streets of this it's country. It's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. Go ahead, Trevor. Totally agree. Now, I just want to go back two or three minutes to what the landlord said about cutting off the head of a snake. Yeah. Right? Now, one, I didn't know there were snakes in Palestine. <laughs> now, number two... <laughs> yes, there are snakes in Palestine. Well, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware of that. And number two, I don't think I think you've done enough damage. It is without start attacking the reptiles in the area. We got to end up with all sorts of protests going on in London. Save the reptiles. So I think we should take that out uh, out of our podcast tonight. We want that withdrawn. <laughs> Justice for snakes. I don't to see animals injured, and I certainly don't to see reptiles injured because I used to have some snakes. All right, okay. But I just want to clarify that position. I've known quite a few of them in my life. <laughs> exactly, I have as well. <laughs> Mine is the House of Exotic Pets, it was known as. <laughs> anyway, have you got a comment to make about it or what? No, no, I'm just uh, saying the snake. That's what I'm saying. Well, and I think, I think we, should, we should move on from it. But Mark has made a very serious point. Islam, and especially extreme Islam, tolerates no other religious beliefs. They wish to eradicate everybody else. Yes. And this country has imported it. And I saw um, a video and uh, I put it out onto Twitter about a guy, you know, saying you know, that the French were, it was Macron. He was saying that Macron was saying that basically Islam is in crisis. Well, no, Islam isn't in crisis. The problem that we've got is that we've imported all the rubbish that they don't want in their countries. That's why they won't, they won't have them. They won't have them in their countries at all. And this guy made it very, very clear. We're not opening up any corridors for them to come in. No, we don't want them. And yet, this country has imported them and encouraged them to come over here. And we're wondering why we're having so many problems. It's as simple as that. The moderate Muslims are not interested. But the extreme Islamic people, they are just pushing their luck so far, and they're getting aided and abetted by the authorities. That's the way it appears, and that's why people are getting so annoyed. I'm going to go to Mark first. Go on, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've got to start dealing with the actual problem and stop this dealing with the symptoms. It's yeah. not... It, 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 look, you're just basically feeding the crocodile only eat your last... And just go back to what Steve says about the police warning people in advance. Do you think they were warning their own colleagues about flashing the bits in public or murdering women? 
and yeah. all the other things that are going on in the Met. I don't think they did. In fact, they give them nicknames for it. Yeah. Honestly, they, I don't think the Met are institutionally racist. I just think they're corrupt. Yeah. To the to the rotten to the core, and yeah, yeah they need to start dealing with this. Yeah. seriously now seriously. we're in big trouble people have been warning this for years been persecuted for it and we've all been proved right and so they've also been ostracized sorted out yeah. they've been ostracized for it stop going on about what's happening abroad so much and concentrate on what's going on here yeah. first get get yeah. our own backyard sorted out because this indeed. is a mess indeed steve you can have the last word on this and we're going to move on to a sort of a, a you know a happier subject sir go ahead yeah two things very quickly first of all um going back to a point which we have covered a couple of times i think at least which is it is now time to first of all look at uncontrolled mass immigration in the proper manner and also to bring in severe checks as to who comes into our country and the third point is i would simply like to say this our institutions in this country to a large extent are now riddled with people betraying the British people and they need filtering out, exposing and prosecuting. Yeah, get rid of them. That's the issue. Even the military uh, are now actually stopping Chinese from being employed because MI5 have been warning them that we may have been infiltrated. So, you know, just the like sort of civilian jobs... They're not having the Chinese people in. So why is it okay for them to do that? Mm. Right? But it's not okay for us to say to the Islamic extremists, you want to start a war? Get out. If you're that concerned about what's going on in Gaza, get back to Gaza. Go ahead. Quick point, Jonathan. If this country ever did go to war on a large scale, <laughs> uh, it had to do so. Here's my point. How would you know who in this country is actually on your side? Well, that is that is one of the big questions. But anyway, we are going to move on and we're going to go on. And this is another episode of, well, do we call it Warren Nation or do we call it Worry Nation? What is it? I, we're moving on. So we're going to go with the gazelle and we're going to say... Somebody kill that cat on that wall. <laughs> Go ahead, gazelle. I've got cats walking up and down my wall. It's like the old cake cow. There's about seven of them around here. And they all target your house because you leave your back door open, especially when you're cooking. <laughs> I know, yeah. Come on, guys, let's go. That little black and white one, that big black and white one, as you said, it stole my Sunday dinner. Oh, you know. cheeky devil. Cheeky right, devil. So, go here on. we are then, back in Warrenation Street. Yes, go Ladies on, Trevor. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well, well. Yet another council leader hiding behind the monitoring officer. Although, I must claim, ours has been doing it for a lot longer. We have won the award as a council and our MP. We've got the council and the MP. We've won an award for the hide-and-seek champions uh, for Britain <laughs> 2023. Yeah, so I'm proud. Of, at least that's something that's going positive for Warrington. Will they and, turn up for the award when, <laughs> when it's delivered? No, 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 no that'd be all be done secretly. They'll probably send, as I was just about to mention, Bob Barr, because he's a, he's a big Labour councillor, although he's actually the leader of the Lib Dems. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> even even Barmy Bob Barr, the Lib Dem stroke Labour councillor, has finally... The Lib Dem Labour councillor, what's going on here? It's, it, what it is, is he, he, he is, is actually, he's a Lib Dem in name only. He's a Labour yeah. councillor, really. Because he supports everything that Bowden says. He votes to, for the Labour council every time. I and remember that guy. We had a... Trevor... We had um, a a UKIP debate over in Warrington, and I was up against Bob Barr and the former Conservative MP, and that guy called me a xenophobe. And I, and I looked at him, Ooh. and the Conservative, the Conservative looked at me, and I just went, "Do you reckon we could get any cream for that?" <laughs> you know, what is it? Is it, it is. a rash? Well, I, I know him as Barmy Bob Barr. I mean, because. Uh, yeah. 
Anyway, I think he's going soon. He's, he's, he's had enough now. Anyway, when he was finally questioned about why he's, he's not scrutinising uh, Labour's decisions, he then admitted that he can't scrutinise a council leader because of his opaqueness. Yeah. He buries himself, he covers himself, so you cannot scrutinise him. So finally, Bob Barr has admitted that basically he's given up. Stay in that position. That was very clear. Did everybody hear how clear he sounded then? Just go back a little bit. Go back a little back bit, a little Trevor. Bit. Back I a little going. bit more. Keep going. Now keep out going. the window. Keep going. That door. <laughs> Smell in the pool. That's Down it. the drive. <laughs> yeah, he still votes with him on all issues. Now... When asked about the leaked letter, this is good, this one. When asked about the leaked letter from the government uh, over the risky borrowing investments, gambles, yeah. as I've said many a time, yeah. which is, uh, just to go quickly through, it was a, a letter that was brought out, it was actually in July, but it got leaked by the government. Uh, okay. The government has been looking into Warrington's uh, position over all these, uh, these 1.8 billion investments, and they've said they are risky. Uh, it's a damning letter. It's a damning letter to the Labour leader. Highly critical of him, was it, sir? Highly critical. And not one of them has apologised. Him or Cathy Mitchell, they're not apologised whatsoever. And they're just carrying on going So about will it. the government be shouting at him? You, no, no. over there in Warrington. Over there no. in Warrington, come on. <laughs> we want you out. Come out. We've had enough of you. Up. We've had enough of you. Out, out, out. Out, out. Well, he won't. He'll just uh, he'll do a, a Hamas. He'll go into his bunker, into these <laughs> tunnels. We've got loads of tunnels. You know that we've got two hundred miles of tunnels on the Warrington. <laughs> yeah, that's where they all hide. As soon as you start questioning them, can you tell we've got new equipment? <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you have the idea, Trevor, that these councillors and MPs in uh, Warrington should actually answer the public. I mean, we've got this strange, deluded idea over here in Cheshire West as well, because we have the same problem here. Of course you do, yeah. Like I say, but we've been doing it longer and we've got the award. No. So... Do you not think that Louise... <laughs> do you think... <laughs> Louise Gittins, Louise Gittins is doing well. She's doing well at it. I mean, because remember, Vanessa Whiting, you know, basically said, well, you know, I'm sorry, Mr. Starkey, but they can do whatever they want. They can deal with their people and whatever. Yeah. And then no inside of me, I was going, I wish to destroy Cheshire West. <laughs> Yes, but the thing is, uh, landlord, that uh, our lovely council leader has been doing some lovely little videos talking about engagements and having the conversation with the public about their priorities over the next four or five years. So she's having conversations with the public. I don't really know where you're coming from with this. Is it a conversation? What conversations? What, you know, sitting on, sitting on a park bench, sitting and talking to people. We've got to do that, Mark. Let's do a skit on it. Well, let's the thing sit, is, uh, let's go sit and talk on a park bench and say we'd like to give an alternative view to heritage. So First yeah. off, well, we she, believe. She, hold on a second. We believe that the Labour Party are history, and <laughs> we want them out. We want to start See, yeah. off afresh, wipe them all out. Let's go. Didn't she ask which 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 part of history do you like? I like the bit where there was no Labour Party, me, but yeah. wonder if she can fix that. <laughs> can we go back to before then? Now the thing is, you know, having these conversations about you know the public's priority and stuff like that. Does she answer her emails? Oh no, she doesn't bother with those, really, does she? No, no, no. Generally no. Speaking. Well, she doesn't, doesn't have to. to. What you've got to say anyway? We don't do it, so no. we can't blame her for that. That no. was uh, it's, uh, the landlord sent an email on yes, behalf indeed. of us for the for the public interest, and, and it was ignored. And and Trevor, remember, I forwarded on that uh, response from the monitoring officer, so they basically protect one another. Of course they do, and that's it, what it is. Again, I mean, the I've just found out the monitoring officer, uh, monitoring officer in Warrington is Cumberbatch, and they're all in it together. They're all in it together. Anyway, so our MP was questioned about the uh, this leaked letter. Uh, well, I say MP. She's now known in Warrington, uh, in Warrington's terms, as a uh, missing person. That's what the MP stands for. She's a <laughs> missing person, not a member. <laughs> you might find a down Missing the person of Parliament. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, that's good. I like that. Now, um, 
it, it, she said it's for the uh, CIPFA, which, uh, I mean, this what is What does the FA way. stand for? Come on. So, well, <laughs> Fanny I'll, Adams. I'll dead, dead easy. It's a, it's, a, uh, it's a governing body, right? Right, okay. I've not got that literature here. But anyway, you can look it up. You can Google it. Now, it, she said it's up to them to make their determinations, not me. Another back heel. She's good at that. I remember when we had all the floods in Warrington. And I actually asked her a question and said, where are you? Where are you? She'd only been in about two months. And I said, where are you? And she said, I'm not going to get in the way of the emergency services. That's not my job. But I'll tell you what, I wish she'd send me a description of what is actually her job. <laughs> oh, God. Because every, nothing whatsoever is her job. So FA. FA is her job. Yeah, sweet FA. So, There's the ones. We should have that on a on a leaflets for electioneering. It's not my job. Trevor, can I ask it you a question? Sweet. Just oh, that's it. <laughs> Trevor, just sweet. a quick question. Oh, Language. is the governing body looking at the council's finances? Is it this CIPFA? Yeah, yeah, that's the same thing. Now, here, just bear with me a second. One second. Yeah, go on. Just, I'd hate to be married to him. I really would, honestly. God, if I had mad. a remote. <laughs> yeah, at least we can end this this meeting. <laughs> oh, so God. I, I, feel, I feel sorry for this wife. I really, uh, I really do. I just Trevor, put her, I'm just, I just put trying her on to pause. ask you a sensible question pause. here. Because that, that button. button in the background. <laughs> right. He's got a new... He's never going to get over this now. Yeah, go on. Trevor, this explains why, when he was a kid, he had uh, Computer Weekly every week. He collected them for years, and this is the result. <laughs> the the SIPFA organisation, are they the people who are looking at the council's finances? Yes. What happened? Yeah. Yes, right. that's it. That's exactly what they are. Because, because... Well. I'm going to invite you to look at that organisation and do it with the following premise of thought, which is, are they recognised as having recognition, authorised recognition, by councils across the UK? Now, I ask that for a specific reason. So check out the organisation to see if they are authorised and recognised by council authorities across the UK as being suitable in respect of what they do. Now, I'm not saying they're not. I'm just so you're asking the if question. they're suitable for human consumption? Yeah, because what's <laughs> happened is they've come out with a damning letter in July this year, which we've, like, you know, we've only just, it's only just been leaked by a government official. Right, uh, and, and it's a damning letter. Oh, it's bad news! Council. It really is. I mean, I read it. Really it. It's bad. About the council, and they are telling the council before you go ahead with anything else. They want scrutiny. It all came about when the when the books were continually not signed off, yeah. and the auditors um, just refused to, to sign them off because of this. And that's why the government got involved last year. Uh, sorry, this year, and they they brought out this damning letter, and. And again, nothing will be done. Yeah. Nothing will be done. Bolden will just keep sailing along. They'll go into the 24 elections when he has to re-stand for leader. And let's see what happens then. We have to actually get it across to people now. And this is the truth. We have to get it across to them that all these councillors are unaccountable. Totally They're unaccountable. Every, every part of the decision-making process that they do they can blame on anybody else. So when you're in debt and your council tax goes up, oh, sorry, Gov, it's nothing to do with us. Well, they don't they, even have to bother answering you, and most they, of and them they, don't. That's right. And the second thing is they're not DBS checked. Every councillor should be DBS checked because yeah, who do we know who we are dealing with? And MPs, I will add. Yes, yes I will add because they're going into schools. They're going into nurseries. And I'm sorry. We have to be checked. They have to be checked as far as I'm concerned. And uh, the, debt, know, as... the debt in Warrington, Mr. Landlord, is yep. £10,000 per man, child, and woman in this town. Wow. And yet, uh, Mr. Bowden, they're still voting this man in. 
Well, exactly. Now I'll just take, I'll, I'll fly on to the next subject, which is we've also got a bin strike in Warrenation Street. <laughs> This is if this goes well. out. If this goes out to America, everybody is saying, "What's it been? It's a garbage can. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a garbage yeah. can." Well, I'll tell you what. Wait until I finish my, my speech. After and if that, the, and for those people in China, it's a wheelie bin. Really? Really? <laughs> Does it stink, Trevor, around there, like round yours at the minute? <laughs> it does at the moment. Yeah. Is it like Tower Hamlets where they had rats in infestation? Your back passage is going to get even worse. Tell you what, you take not a sting out of my next speech. On top of this, we've got a bin strike. Right. For two weeks in October. And it's now, they went back to work for four days. That's a full week, that, by the way. I'll just let you know. That's a, that's a bin man's week, four, four days. Four days. Four days. Four days on, three again. days off. That's a week. Yeah, then they strike again into November. Right, because it's not resolved. Because uh, they've not uh, accepted uh, something, I, I don't know what the payment's off is, £2,000, I think. So, the Ginnels in Coronation Street are full of all sorts of rat-infested bags, and the cobbles are full of rotting food. And I won't mention my back passage. That looks like a rape. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it's going to take a rape to clear that. So, anyway, I've just done a little research. <laughs> thinking, I've just done a little research. Right? <laughs> thinking about these poor darlings. Well, I'm not researching around your back passage. So all, all, all these poor darlings, I'm going to ignore that, because all these poor darlings are all out on strike there, and I felt terrible for them. So I did a little, uh, little bit of research. Um, I, I thought it was all on the minimum wage or just above. Oh, no, no. Ew. Just wait, right? Do you know what the bin truck drivers are on? 100 grand. The bin truck drivers are on around £28,000 a year. Ooh. 28 grand for That's four days bad. a week. That's not bad. And the operatives are on just less than that. And they also get, they can get. So is that 27999 Yeah, probably. <laughs> I couldn't find that figure, but the, the bin drivers. Around twenty-eight thousand pound a year. That's not bad, that is it? No, nope. it's not bad. But I'm going to for a four-day week. Well, one second, I'm going to jump to the bin uh, workers' defence here. You know, they might be long days, mightn't they? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, they could be up to four hours some days. <laughs> <laughs> the bin and gone before you know it. The bin and gone before you know it. I actually, I actually think. I'd pay them more. I really would. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have got to give this guy. <laughs> that was a great that was a great joke. That was a good one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, all I can say is uh what's the fly tipping? That's what I mean. There's gotta be rubbish tips everywhere. Yeah. Well, compared to what a lot of people in Government get paid for sitting behind a desk and um, for doing a great deal of not a lot on many occasions, in, in my view. But that's my opinion. Uh, I think these people who go out handle horrendous waste in all kinds of weathers right through what the about, air. About, about passage again? Uh, well, yeah. And, and I, to, I, as far as I'm concerned, if there is a strike, this is an ideal time to demonstrate to the country how society falls apart without these people at the forefront of everything that needs to be done. Ah, well, so it, doesn't, Mr. Raven, it doesn't, Mr Raven, because there's this little truck going around called Booker and he will empty all your bins for £10 a time. Yeah, there and you go. And I'll tell you what, it's about half the size of a bin wagon and he's flying around running at the minute, Warrington, and he's making about 20 grand a week. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call. All I can see is all these lazy, bone idle, four day a week scumbags can get back to work, empty my sodding bin. You're never going to get your bins emptied ever, ever, <laughs> ever again. Empty my sodding bin. Well, I'm going to send your address to all the bin men. I'm going to send your address. All right, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait a minute. Okay. Trevor, Can't have your say. Over each other. Have your say. Go ahead. Put them in the bin bag, throw them in the Mersey. 
Either, either or put him in a bin bag and pick him up by Pucker Trucks or whatever his name is. <laughs> and good, good luck truck. to him. Sack is him it all. Pucker Truck bring, or Bucker Truck? Bucker Truck. Sack <laughs> him all. Bring in the Buckers. That's what I say. Go put it out to private institution and let them all get back on the dole. And when, when the Labour can pick them all up again, they'll put them on this uh, central, whatever it is. <laughs> they'll never have to work again. Right, that's it. I'm going to hear it for the bin man. Bigger pay rise, lads, and don't empty his bins. I'll send you his address. <laughs> you already know my address. Don't worry about that. Okay. You got my address. Is there anything else on that? Anything else at all? No, that's yeah. it. I'm going to dump all my minute. I've got, I actually have two bins. Don't tell him that, for God's sake. I've actually got two bins. They're going in the back of my, my little. Yeah, we won't tell, we're only telling about 4,000 people, but go ahead. Yeah, so what I'm going to do is put it in the back of my little double O and I'm off to the town hall gates and I'm going to dump all my shit on their lawn. Right, listen, <laughs> listen, okay, listen. We haven't got any bells at the moment. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. What was I'm that? calling that was time, camp. I'm calling time. Steve. You got fairy bells. It's because it's like Steve, to pan. It was. It was all because of... Your friend Jonas. <laughs> oh, good grief. I don't know what's going on here. He's lost the plot this week. That sounds a bit sick. Oh, what? Steve, did you go on holiday with Orville? <laughs> no, I went on holiday. Did you put your hand up? No, he ducked out of that one. Did he? <laughs> I went on holiday with my lovely wife, Elaine. Oh, right. Here we go. I think that's this is the curry of, of the favour. That's yep. his secret friend, I tell you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to give a shout out to the bin men. Go on, oh, lads. Go for the big pay rise. Hear that, Trevor. What a friend he is. He's got hey, your back. I'll tell you what. Can you read that? My shout down's the bin men. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Directly <laughs> after him. Go on, then, Trevor. You tell him. Get back to work, you lazy bunch of scum. <laughs> I'd sack you tomorrow if I had any choice, and I'd get private people in. Come on, book a truck, get round here, and empty my bin. <laughs> oh, and there done. you have it, a true Conservative giving yeah. himself away. Yeah. Oh, they'll be the protected time. by the monitoring officer. Hey, £10 a time is damn sight cheaper than poll tax. Tell you. Once every week. It's not like that in Greece. You get it done every day. You get it done every day in Greece. In every day. Yep. And I've got a seminar coming up soon, so it'll be the gazelle will be over there eating, uh, well, it's a bit You'll brown. You'll be grazing on steak. You'll suddenly right become... Right now, the bin men are having a whip round for your one-way <laughs> ticket to Greece. Excellent. Excellent. That's worked well. Statsman, go ahead. Shout out, shout downs. Whatever. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nick a little uh, quote from Trav, and it was this. The days of walking on pins and needles are over. The days of worrying about feelings have ended. It's time to step on some toes and take our country back. Indeed. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Well, yeah. I'm just going to say, thank God that is all over. No, Steve, that's it. Muted. I'm doing my quotes. I've got a quote. You haven't got a quote. Wait, you wait oh, your turn and wind your neck, and I'm going to say oh, this is Jesus. from Christopher Hitchens. The essence of the independent... That went well. Take two. Take two. The essence of Don't the... Don't walk it up, Take Steve. 26. <laughs> if he does that again, I'm going round to his house. I'm going to super glue his front door shut so he can't get out tomorrow. Yeah, Wind okay. your neck in, hairspray, lad. Listen. <laughs> <sighs> what? I need to lie down after this every week. He wears me Take out. a breath. Take Come a on, breath. Take a breath. Don't walk it up, though. Christopher Hitchens, yeah. the essence of the independent mind lies not in what it thinks, but in how it thinks. And I wonder, really do wonder about you lot. <laughs> anyway. Oh, well, well, thanks. Thanks for that. I can't wait for next week. I'll be awake all week looking forward to this again next week. <laughs> well, when, when we finish testing all this out and me having to reconstruct everything and then saying, okay, uh, podcast on Thursday, please. <laughs> <laughs> After testing it all out. Well, let's uh we've got to the end of the show. It's it's recorded. I don't know what's gonna happen, but there we exhausted. go. Exhausted, it's exhausting, that's what it is. Oh, dear, I thought, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, having to laugh that that's much at you. That's been a long one tonight. Yeah. There we go. Well, this is it. Steve, say goodbye. 
finally he's got the message. We don't do this good night Steve? business. Steve? <laughs> Steve, will you chuck me you in, You really please? are worrying. You are seriously disturbed. I tell you what, when we go to Scotland next time, you are not behaving like this. You've got to go up there and act like a proper man. Even if you've got to work at pretending to be one for a good while beforehand. Steve. You need to stop. Oh. Will you tell me a story? <laughs> Who knew it? And that, that is exactly why I had two locks on the door when we went to Scotland. Right <laughs> <laughs> to death, and wasn't it? Uh, say good night, Mark. I'll say goodbye to all our lovely listeners. <laughs> See you next week. Yeah. Say good night, Trevor. Good night, Steve. 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 Last week, I promise you, honestly, it's true. This we're doing a job. And I can't say where, but doing this job. And when I left, he went, Bye! I was thinking, I am your father. You can tell he's got new buttons. He's bizarre, and he? he's lost the plot. This <laughs> really, hasn't he? Oh, my God. I don't even know how this is going to come out. <laughs> tell you what, you really do. Glad you're editing it. Ballerina. You really do take to these effective sounding voices. Yeah, I tell you, I'm getting a bit worried about you, to say the least. I think uh, we need to have a word with your kids. To, you know, honestly, they need to sort you out. What, like a home? Something like that? Right? Yeah, get a bit one now.